This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, let me just take a moment to just to just let this fit in. Now, once again, do I understand that this could be it? <laughs> this could be as far as they go? I get it. So I'm, t- I'm trying to enjoy it right now because I don't know. Listen, Miami is is putting a lot of pressure on Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Because they have a four-point lead right now. But, Gordon, let me just say this. Having covered the Knicks and having been a Knicks fan, having watched them give out, having a balloon celebrating because they got to the playoffs for the team, having watched the team win less than 20 games, having watched the franchise win less than 30 games on multiple occasions, to have them go on the road in Cleveland to have Julius Randle start out as good as he has started out in this series. He leaves with a, with a, a sprain, re-spraining his ankle. Then Obi Toppin comes in and scores the first, what, seven points of the third quarter. They never trail in this game. It was just it, it was it was unbelievable to watch. It was Gordon. It was stress free. I didn't expect Game Five to be stress free. I expected it to be okay. Here we go. Can we get this? Can we can we win this one? Can can we hold on? It wasn't that at all, Gordon. It was it was like watching a, a regular season game almost. The Knicks won. They won the series, and it really wasn't close. That's the first thing I wrote down on my notepad. This game wasn't close, really. I mean, I guess there were some anxious moments because it is a playoff game, and you don't want things to, to you know, the momentum to shift in any way. But the Knicks absolutely took it to them. They took a lead early on. They lose Randall. It didn't impact them in any way. They took it to the Cavaliers. And look, I understand tonight is a Knicks celebration. I think there is a conversation for how embarrassing a performance this is for the Cavaliers Mm -hmm. um, because of the expectations that they had. I know nobody wants to have that conversation right now, though. But for this Knicks team, you're right. Who knows what happens after this round? But it feels like this is the start of something. Maybe not this year. You know what I mean? Like maybe this is the, the furthest they'll get. But it feels like this group now, you, you, you can see the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel, and this, this organization is in far better shape than they have been in a very – I mean, you think about all the things that have happened in the 10 years since they, made, you know, since they won a, a playoff series the last time, from, from Phil Jackson oh. to the Derek Fisher fiasco to Jeff oh. Hornacek to David oh. Fisdale to oh. the 17-win seasons oh. – um, just making the playoffs in most of those years were an absolute pipe dream. And it wasn't just that they were embarrassing on the court. There were always things off the court that, that led to embarrassment. So, yeah, I mean, what a job that Leon Rose has done here. What a job Tom Thibodeau has done here. What a job the players have done. Jalen Brunson, Mitchell Robinson might have been oh. the game MVP tonight. Yes. I mean, up and down. Uh, the roster, what a job they did tonight, and took it to the Cavaliers, and again, won the game, won the series, and it was not really close. Gordon, as a guy who, when played, uh, was really like a, a forward position mm-hmm. when I played, and rebounding was everything, right? Coaches, if you didn't rebound, Gordon, you know, you didn't play. And to just watch how Robinson 
tonight, actually single-handedly, mm-hmm. I mean, he just – he Jared Allen has never looked this bad, Gordon. No. Jared Allen looked better when he was with the Nets. I mean, Allen and Mobley were – they were embarrassed. The whole series – the only time they really played well was in the win in game two because they hit the offensive boards and they gave – you know, Cleveland second chance points. That was the only game they really showed up. They looked lost. There was no communication between the two of them. If one guy would come over, either two guys would come over and try to block the shot, or one guy was drifting around. They were the Knicks were so much better. And we had the conversation that the Cavaliers had a better starting lineup, yeah. more talented than the Knicks. Not in this series because Didn't the, play that way. the Cavaliers big men were awful. The whole series, except for one game, they were awful. Yeah, Knicks out-rebounded them 48-30, to 30, and it felt much more than that. Yes. Because, you know, there were so many offensive rebounds, especially from uh, Mitchell Robinson. Untouched. 11, uh, 11 offensive rebounds on the night. The Nobody put a body The Cavaliers on. had four offensive rebounds <laughs> on the night. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, what an impressive performance that is. So so hats off to them. And, and with, the, with uh, Randall going down again, Mm-hmm. Kind of important that you wrapped it up tonight because yes. you want to get him as much rest as possible before the second round opens up against whoever that is, either the Bucks or or the Heat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we want to hear from you, 1-800-919-3776. Of course, we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers' debut in the Big Apple. Gordon, I thought he was outstanding with on the K-Show today. He was very good. I give him a lot of credit. He was very good. So we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers a little bit later. Gordon. Gordon, the... Was that a misprint? Did I see the Yankees scored what? Double digits in runs? They scored that many runs and they only played one game, Larry. <laughs> it's usually like a week's worth of runs right I there. Know. They better save some. Yeah. <laughs> they better save them. And the Mets have lost four in a row. So we'll talk about all that stuff. But right now, let's start with the Knicks. 1 800 919 3776. Spike is in St. Pete. Spike, start us off on 987. Another old baby. My God, God, how many times have I told you two guys, keep the turnovers down and beat them off the boards. We embarrassed them in their own gym. And I'll tell you, I, you, you said everything because we all think alike at this point. We talk to each other so often. What happened to Jared Allen, man? I mean, like he was invisible. And Mobley's a top defender. Mitchell Robinson and Josh Hawk plays 47 minutes and takes six shots. He takes mm-hmm. six and he's in, and he's about, and I'll tell you something, guys. Uh, you had that shot of Scott Perry with Leon, and I got to give them credit. You, you, you two guys and myself and others have been hard on that front office. If they're not executives of the year, unless it's Sacramento, I can't figure it out. Because they cobbled together this team. And I was happy again for RJ. And I'll tell you something. I'll let everyone get in. I can't wait to listen to all the, all the glory we, we deserve. We deserve as fans. We've been through two 17-win seasons, boys. And we suffered through every dribble. But I'll tell you something. To, to see the moves they pulled off and to watch Jalen Brunson who was like a maestro. He had Garland and, and, and Mitchell on roller skates. He just, he's such a great orchestrator. And, and I was happy for Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. He starts off with, what do you have, five or six assists in the yeah, first quarter? He did. He and, did. Uh, yeah, I, listen, um, um, uh, one of my boys is in the Orlando area. And I, I, years ago, I used to 
you know, come down all the time when he was alone and take him to the Miami Orlando trip. We did it for like 10 straight years. We'd follow the Knicks around. And he said to me, uh, we got to get, got to get a seven game series out of that. So Julius can get well. So it's a wonderful evening. I mean, it was never close and the score was close. Go figure that out. So let's enjoy this and bask in it and see where it lands us. And I thank you guys for allowing me every game to come on and share the uh, ups and downs with you. It means a lot to me. So have a great evening, boys. All right, Spike. Thanks for checking in. Gordon, you know what? Donovan Mitchell didn't have a bad game. It was 28 points, but yeah. it was it, it was very un- uninspiring, unimpactful. He, you exp- Look, it, it's, it's an unfair comparison, but when you saw what uh, Jimmy Buckets did in Miami, mm-hmm. Where he will that, that he's like you're not winning this game in my house. You're not winning this game, and this was an elimination game. Gordon, I, I got to be honest. I expected more from Donovan Mitchell than I saw tonight. I did. Yeah, twenty eight points doesn't look bad, but if you watch the game, it never really felt like he had control of the game. You know, when you watch a superstar in the NBA playoffs, there there can be times where guys just take over a game. You're a superstar, you take over the game. Uh, he finished with 28 points on 26 shots. He was 3 of 12 from 3. And uh, the Cavs really, uh, they I, I never really felt threatened. And to say that about a team that's led by a guy that we've, we've debated all year, is he a superstar, is he just a star? This is a very disappointing ending for him uh, and a very disappointing ending for the Cavaliers. So, uh, yeah, give him his 28 points. That, that's great. Uh, it, it felt like a very quiet 28. It was very quiet. It was. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Jamie's in Jersey. Jamie, you're next on 98.7. Hi, fellas. How are you guys doing tonight? We're great, Jamie. What's going on? Quick question. Um, what's your thought? Um, obviously, we, we never want uh, any player to be injured. Um, how do you see the Knicks going forward with or without Randall? Um, obviously, the, the, the game and the pace changes when when he's in the, in the game and when he's out of the game and this my second question i know it's not i know we're talking next but uh which uh which aaron has more pressure rogers or judge all right jamie thanks for the phone call I, i'll answer the second one first to me it's clearly rogers yeah lily rogers it's definitely rogers uh jamie look the Knicks are great with Randall. It's nice that they have Toppin who can spot them and help them out, and there's not a huge drop-off. But Gordon, to be fair, I, I don't know that I, I'm ready to say that the way this team is constructed right now, Randall gives you more options because his game is more well-rounded than Toppin's game is right now. Now, Toppin's yeah. game can improve. It, 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 you see that he's improving with the with the three-pointers. They're, they're becoming more and more consistent mm-hmm. as he is becoming more and more confident. But right now, he does he have any low-post moves? I don't think so. He's either on the break or at the three. Now, maybe he will unveil them if you put him in that situation. But for right now, Gordon, I'm not worried about that. All I want, I want my team as healthy as possible. Exactly. That means... I want Julius Randle in the lineup. And really, the way he was pushing the basketball early in the game, it, it was comparable to what they do when, when Obi Toppin's in the game. And we've seen that they can win in spite of him 
in these playoffs. And we've seen if he's not playing well, like in the previous game, he might be on the bench. So if he, if he is only able to come back and be 50%, I want him at that 50%. I, I want as many options on the table as possible uh, for, for the second round of the playoffs. Now, is it a conversation maybe more for the front office watching these playoffs and see how they were able to win in spite of Randall? Yeah, maybe. But for right now, in the immediate sense, no, you want all your players healthy and available to you and, and to give you as much as they can. 1-800-919-3776. When we return, we'll take more of your phone calls. But first, Gordon, as I was watching this game, I, was, I flashed back to the Atlanta series. And there's several things that jumped out at me. I'll share them with you and the audience next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. You remember how he was his first two games of the series? Mm-hmm. We, were, we, were, we sent out an APB looking for him because we hadn't seen him. He picked up his game over the final three, including 21 tonight. Games one and two, he averaged 10.5 points per game on 24% shooting and 13% from three. Okay? In games three, four, and five, 22 points, 56% field goal percentage, 31% from three. Oh, by the way, Donovan Mitchell shot a combined five for 24 to two point eight, you know, very low, but 28% from three-point range over the last three games of the series. It's incredible. I mean, this this has to be one of the best stretches of R.J. Barrett's season. At the right time. At the right time. In terms of the biggest games he's playing, and he's playing his best. So uh, that that, out of all the things that you didn't expect to get in this series, R.J. playing his best in these moments, I think that was one of them. The fact that the series only went five games and basically a gentleman's sweep, uh, that's another one. The fact that uh, the Cavaliers, this great home team, lost two games in their home court. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy. And it was – I got some more stats for you about the boards we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Gordon, it's crazy. I'll, I'll give you my thoughts about Atlanta first. We want to get some more calls in. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Column in the Bronx. Column, you're next on 98.7. Oh, good evening, Larry and Gordon. This is, this is amazing. The Knicks winning this series and winning it handily is not something anybody could possibly have thought of to start this year. Everybody was talking about a play-in game as the best-case scenario for them. I'm 29 years old. The biggest moment in my in my time as a Knicks fan was that uh, Carmelo Anthony team to make the run, and we all know how that ends with Stoudemire punching a fire hydrant and Carmelo Anthony trying to dunk on a 7-foot-3 Roy Hibbert. You know, it feels, it feels different with this run. It's, it's, it's awesome, and it really feels like this is something that can be sustained for the next couple of years. And I don't want to think about right now with the next series, with who, who the Knicks are going to play, who it ends up being. If it ends up being the Heat, I'll be happy regardless. But I could see them still winning. I can see them going to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's still an opportunity that, that should be trying to take advantage of. Well, Colin, first of all, thanks for the phone call. Of course, they're going to try to take advantage of it, but don't worry about the next series. Enjoy this. Yeah. Just enjoy it for, until you find out who you're, who you, who you're playing against. 
enjoy it. Just have fun. Embrace it. Uh, that was a frustrating series. Uh, you're going back to that one against Indiana because you really felt that the Knicks mm-hmm. had a really good shot. But Tyson Chandler was hurt in that series, Gordon. He wasn't able to keep Hibbert off the boards. And, you know, Tyson Chandler got Hibbert a new contract <laughs> because he was so dominant in that. He was so dominant in that series. So uh, this is this does feel different. And this is where I'll go with the analogy, Gordon, with Atlanta. And it's just the Knicks, of course, they're a better team. And that's the thing that jumps out at you immediately. They're, they're just a, such a better team. If that team had, and we, we, we've been saying it forever, but if that team had a point guard close to what Jalen Brunson was able to do, what it, what it does is it makes Trey Young have to play defense some. And it takes some of, the st- some of his, you know, stamp his energy away from him just killing you offensively as what he did to Boston last night. So you needed somebody else to consistently be able to help Julius Randle. And you give Atlanta credit because of the way they defended Julius Randle. They forced him to put the ball on the floor. All his weaknesses, they exploited. But, Gordon, this is what we talked about with this team. And it was to see them take that next step. And when you go back and you saw what happened with Atlanta, you go back, you look at some of the game, you look at some of the rebounding stats that Atlanta out-rebounded the Knicks. It was almost really a mirror image. The Knicks in that series looked like Cleveland in this series to me. They were struggling. They weren't as, even though they didn't have, you know, they were the fourth seed, ironically, same, mm-hmm. right? They they just didn't, Cleveland didn't play up to what they were able to do. And Cleveland had more talent than that Knicks team did <laughs> against Atlanta. But it, they really played less than their talent. They played, they underachieved. And it was just, as I'm watching this series, I just continued to look back and say, man, this Cleveland team was the Nick team a couple of years ago. Now it'll be interesting to see what this Nick team does going forward. And Gordon, that's the next piece is to see how far you get and then, you know, add some more pieces to it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when you're talking about enjoy this moment, think about where you were 10 years ago. Oh, Think about what age you were 10 years. Jalen Brunson was in high school 10 years ago. 16. So think about that and think about, look, we all think that the Knicks have a bright future and things are going to continue like this, but assume that it won't, right? So like enjoy the moment when you get it. So that would be the first thing I would say. And and you go back to that Atlanta series, it's not even close how much more talented the Knicks are now than the way they were then. Uh, And you talk about the point guard, that that was their weak spot, right? I mean, that was clearly the weakest spot on the team and that just killed them in that series. You know, the thing for Cleveland is, yeah, maybe they're like that Knicks team two years ago, but the fact that they've traded all those assets for Donovan Mitchell is going to make it more difficult for them to figure out a path forward now after a great regular season, and I wouldn't be surprised if maybe there might be a coaching change there. That would not shock me at all, given how great their regular season was, but what a flop in the playoff. It didn't feel like they made any adjustments. It didn't feel like they made any changes. Uh, They certainly didn't have any answers. No. You kept waiting for them to do something else. I mean, they tried Osman on on Brunson, the taller player. That didn't work. Okoro, they put on him a couple of times. That didn't work. Only in spurts did you see them uh, take the ball, try to take the ball out of Brunson's hands. You, you you only saw that in spurts. And what was funny is, you know, we talk a lot about the Nick defense, and the Nick defense was outstanding. Outstanding. But but really, Gordon, Cleveland scored. They had they couldn't stop the Knicks at all. Not at all. No. And that was supposed to be their – they were the best defensive team. That's right. That's right. 
They were. Didn't seem that way in the playoffs, though. Not at all. Uh, Lee is in Manhattan. Lee, you're next on 98.7. Oh, Brother Larry. Oh, Brother Larry. Long time, Larry, long time. Oh, yeah. Listen, I want to say to you, first of all, I requested a couple of minutes because I want to make a tribute to you. To me? Okay. First, we'll talk about the players that I want to mention, and I'm only going to mention about three or four. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mitchell Robinson, Josh Hart, okay, R.J. Barrett, okay. R.J. showed up. We've talked about him all year long, okay. He came through when he needed to come through. Just like they said, Mitchell Robinson was a project. We didn't know which R.J. we were going to get, but... Let me just say this for you and for us longtime Knicks fans. I want to mention a few names, and then I have something I want to leave you with. Jose in Brooklyn, PJ, Omar, Uncle Spike, Charlie, Chris, Mark. We have been your faithfuls for many a year. So... You already know there's something that I used to do many years ago, and I'd like to do it now. You know what? And you think I think you know what it is. I'm ready. Oh, what a rush! <laughs> All right, Lee. Thank you, Lee. <laughs> Lee going back to his wrestling days, Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. 1-800-919-3776. Jerry's on the car phone. Jerry, you're next on 98.7. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, Jerry. Um, first of all, I want to, I'm so glad we didn't gut the roster for Mitchell, right? But, um, you know, like, the, the, main, the main thing is, like, even tonight, I'm listening to you guys. You guys are talking about possibly now getting pieces later or whatever the case is. Like, our guys are so young. They're, like, I look at RJ and Quickly and Obi and all these guys. They're the next up. They're going to be the next up-and-coming guys that other teams are going to want. You know what I mean? Like, like these playoffs, playoffs is where you make your bones and where you get seasoned, right? Like, for every in every sport, right? Like, and then you guys are saying, enjoy tonight. Who cares about what's coming? I absolutely totally believe that we could come out the East. Like, I'm not even worried about, like, you know what I mean? For me, every game is a bonus because they just get more season, more season. But as I'm watching this series, they're getting better and better game by game. Like, they're they're believing we've got guys missing, guys hurt, main contributors, and somebody steps up. Like, and in truth, like, we're matching up in the East with – Everybody, and then the the main players for the other teams. Let's say uh, Giannis is kind of hurt, and Bead could get hurt any game possibly. Like we match up with anybody, and like in truth, our future is awesome. And like I just love, I love, I love this squad, right? Like I'm like this. We haven't seen this since '99 for me, at least. Like mm. where I'm really excited about my squad, and like. All this talk about getting another piece, I don't want nobody. I want these kids to get seasoned, and they're going to be the, the guys that are going to – this 
said a next chapter for the Knicks. That's it. That's all I want to say. Thank you. All right, Jerry. Thanks for the phone call. I hear what you're saying. And you're not wrong, but think of it this way. You always want to get better. You know what I'm saying, Gordon? Of course. You always want to get better. And so what what we were saying is you wait to see how far this team goes. Okay? And then... You see where where you have to fill in. Maybe you make a, a change here and the change. There doesn't have to be a wholesale change. Sometimes it's just one player, Gordon, that, that takes you to that next level. Look what Josh Hart has done. One player, one guy. Look what Josh Hart has done to elevate this team's this team's uh, play on both sides of the ball. And the one thing, and we talked about it before. Every team that's successful has guys who do dirty work. Okay, every team, when you look at you may not like Draymond Green and how he performs, he does dirty work for that team. There's a bunch of guys on different teams. They do dirty work and you need guys like that. But you also need guys to complement your talent. And as far as the young players, Gordon, (laughs) people already want them. Utah wanted them. Utah wanted to gut the roster. So they some some teams see what the Knicks are doing and, and see the talent more so in some cases than they do. So it's just, it's just going to be interesting to see when you look long-term at what else they have to do to continue to improve because you can't just stay stagnant. Yeah, but they, those are all – and I don't think that we've talked about adding pieces tonight. We're telling you to stay in the now. Don't worry about the future. And, and we're yep. not telling you that the future – Oh no! That this is as far as the Knicks are going to go. Who knows? Who you don't even know who you're going to play in the next round. Never mind how far you're going to go. We're just saying, think about how long it's been, and think about all the torture and bad basketball that you've had to watch since the last time the Knicks got this far. At least take a night just to savor this moment before you start thinking about the next series or the next team or or how far they can go, and just and just enjoy the night. Yeah, I mean, you won a series in five. After two years ago, losing a series in five. That's a big difference, Gordon. It's a big difference. Absolutely. And last year, taking a, another step back yes. where you weren't even close to getting to the play-in. I know. I know. And, and, and what you feel good about, not just about the roster that you have, think about what the Knicks evaluators have done. The fact that they saw more than what we all saw in Brunson. Now, maybe they got a little lucky and Brunson was just better than even they thought. The reason why I wouldn't say that is because they also thought more of Josh Hart than I think most of us thought, and he's been sensational. So I, that's why I think you really should be uh, excited with the way uh, the organization has done things here. It's about time. <laughs> they got it right, Gordon. They got it right. 1-800-919-3776. When we return, boy the numbers off the boards and turnovers there's no reason why the Knicks were even close in this series when you hear these numbers i'll share them with you next on 987 espn this is espn new york tonight with larry hardesty and gordon damer on 98.7 espn five seconds to go Knicks fans rise in Cleveland. Three seconds, two, one. Donovan Mitchell, of all people, dribbles it out. It's over. For the first time in a decade, the Knicks are moving on to the second round. Final score in game five, the Knicks 106, the Cavaliers 95. 
Knicks fans, you've waited a long time. Celebrate, hock your horns. It's happening. <laughs> Knicks are moving on in the playoffs. Ed Cohen with the call. Monica McNutt with the ambience on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, you look at this series, it's very simple. It was extra opportunities from the Knicks. They outscored the Cavs 91-55 in second-chance points and 111-76 in points off turnovers. And get this, we're talking Knicks, right? 78-55 in fast break points. Wouldn't expect that either. Dominance. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, and and look, it, tonight did have 28 points, but never really felt like he took over the game. And, and so much of the series coming into it that throughout the season was about Donovan Mitchell. Uh, I think the point still remains, even though I, I brought this up a couple of days ago, a couple of games ago. The person who should be most excited that Donovan Mitchell was not traded to the Knicks with those kind of performances is Donovan Mitchell. Because if yeah. he had those kind of performances oh. here and the, oh, and the oh, Knicks oh. played like the Cavs played, oh. he would never live it down. No. no. Not ready for the, the bright lights. They'd be talking about him like they're still talking about Julius Randle in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Same thing. Great regular season. What are you doing in the postseason? Although the way the first the first quarter was going, I think Julius was trying to turn some. He was trying to change that tonight. Yeah, uh, and at least it did feel like he was he was really kind of forcing it. Like I always com- I always compare him to a pitcher that when things go wrong, they just throw harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, yeah. he he just tries it with more force. But he did he did give up the basketball. Had some assists early on. So uh, the fact that that injured ankle is it's the same ankle. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. He'll, he'll tough it out, though. You know, you know he's you know going to tough it out. Yeah. yeah. He'll, he'll wrap it and go mm-hmm. out there and give it a try. Mel is in Queens. Mel, you're next on 98.7. What's going on, Larry? What's going on, Gordon? Just, Mel. you know, enjoying the show. All right. Um, I want to say that um, I had uh, when the Knicks won game four, I had called on Sunday. I was telling Ty, I was saying, like, in order for the Knicks to win a series, that R.J. Barrett, you know, had to grow up. And I'm not a Knicks fan, so nothing I say about the Knicks is bias or whatever. So when I saw the first two games, I'm saying to myself, he's struggling offensively, but the kid is out there rebounding. He's doing getting assists, getting blocks. You know, he's doing his thing. So I'm like, yo, you know, he should be all right. So, you know, it's not surprised me that, you know, he's playing well because I was telling um, Ty he thought I was crazy. I said the, the role should be Brunson, Barrett, Randall. It should be that way. And he said, how can you flip that in the playoffs? I said, because in the playoffs, everybody knows Randall's game, and he gets exposed. So they didn't really play through Randall and the tight closing. You know, Barrett hit some big shots this game, last game. So I'm, I'm proud of Barrett as a player, and I think his future is bright. And I, I think that, you know, Thibs need to kind of just, like, back off him and let him play. You know, sometimes he's going to mess up. Let him mess up. Let him play. Sometimes he might shoot bad in the first half. I've seen Jordan shoot, you know, three for 18, and then the second half, you know, shoot, you know, 10 for four. I'm not comparing him with Jordan, but you got to let him play. <laughs> I was going to say, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got to let players play. play. That was my point. <laughs> All right, Mel, thanks for checking in. Here's the thing I will say. You're right, but he's had he's been like this the whole season, Mel. Mm-hmm. It's not an isolated situation. This is he's been up and down even more than he's normally been up and down. I think it was the contract. Nobody really knows, but listen, give him credit. He stuck with himself. He kept the confidence. He bounced back and his last 3 games in the series 
especially game three when when you know when Randall went down, Gordon, that, that, well, he wasn't there. That was big yeah. for him to be he, that second scorer. We always question, right? Who's going to step up? He stepped up. Um, so there, there's no question about that, and, and it's great to see because you, you had to start to wonder with the way he looked in those first two games, are you ever going to – I mean, there were people calling for him to be benched for the whole game. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> for the whole game. That no, I, you didn't say the whole game, though, yeah, did I you? Yeah, I just wanted him to be benched. No, I just wanted him to be benched. Right. You know, yeah. well, look, when you get into the playoffs and it's crisis time, you do have to start make decisions. Yeah. And and he stepped up with that. He had to have that knowledge that that he was going to start losing minutes if he did not produce, and he produced. Can you imagine his thought process when he saw Randall benched in the fourth quarter? He's like, boy, that could have been me. Could have been you. <laughs> could have been me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nico's in Oakdale. Nico, you're next on 98.7. Gentlemen, oh, my gosh, where do I begin? Can I cry on air? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Oh, my God. 2013, man. I know so mentioned already, but those Knicks gave us hope. This Knicks team is different. There's just something about them. There's a feeling. I've been to a, a couple Knicks games in my life, but one that sticks out of my head was 2016, a couple weeks after Porzingis went out with, with a bad ankle. I saw Frank Nilakina start. I saw Michael Beasley start. I saw Ron Baker start. I said, where the hell are my Knicks? going where are they going and we are here and i just need to shout out mitchell robinson the longest tenured nick right now who would have thought he was taking the promised land i saw a comment online that that mitch mitch and 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 josh hart turned into the the most elite rebounders in the nba after or during this game and just a shout out to the right mitchell we kept the right mitchell mitchell robinson because donovan mitchell is a fraud f-r-a-u-d fraud two points in the second half of game four like you said, he would have been crucified. Good for him. He's not with us. We do not need him. We kept the young core. R.J. Barrett stepped up. Emmanuel quickly is doing his thing. I can see us going to the finals. I'm biased because I'm a Knicks fan. I'm enjoying this moment. Shout out to the front office. Shout out to you guys. Killing it on ESPN. And I am just, oh, my God, I don't even know where to go with this. I'm so happy. I'll cut off there. Thank you guys for your time. Shout out to the Knicks. I will see everyone in the finals. Enjoy yourself, Nico. That's what you're supposed to do. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Live it. Bask in it. Gordon, bask in it. It's been a long time. Yeah. And it's I only mean, one round. And it's still it's still great. It's great. Think about the names that you've had to deal with. He named a few. Oh, <laughs> Enos Cantor or oh, uh, Frank Nielakina. Oh, the French Prince. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Oh. Courtney Lee. Oh. Emmanuel Moutier. Remember oh. we were all getting pumped up about Emmanuel Moutier, oh, Larry? God. Oh. oh, good. Now I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Damian Dotson. Oh. oh, Trey Burke. Andres Bagnani. Ah, oh, there you go. More next on 98.7 ESPN.